Welcome to Uniting the Gap with Brian and Damien, where we attempt to bridge the ever-widening gap between the left and the right. I'm Damian Gray, along with my co-host, as always, Brian Fonderulia. Brian, how are you doing, man? I'm doing real fantastic, Damian. How are you doing tonight? Uh, well, <laughs> you know, a wise man once said, keep your eyes and ears open and keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> I feel like that's like some stepdad wisdom or something like that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Buddha said it. <laughs> oh, that could be. You know, he was uh, he was a mean drunk, from what I understand. You know, <laughs> um, you know, and I really I sh- I should heed that advice. I really do, but I, I but I rarely do. I try to stay out of political discussion on Facebook, but there's sometimes it's just just not going to happen. And the reason I try to stay away from political discussion now is because I'm trying to build a brand with that other podcast yep, I have. Yep. You know, I mean, and I don't want, uh, you know, potential uh, guests getting into political or social arguments with me about my views and stuff yep. like that. So, so I try to stay out of it and, but there's sometimes I just can't do that. Who and so to you, man, I know that must be incredibly difficult for you. Oh man, my, my, my tongue bleeds cause I bite it so much, <laughs> you know? but you know how last week we were talking about how centrists are the most attacked group on the political spectrum. Yeah. Um, well yesterday I got kicked on both sides of my ass so I have this liberal friend on Facebook and she's just, you know, she's a never Trumper, definitely. And um, she slammed me because I was explaining that the McCloskeys, you know, that couple in uh, yep. uh, St. Louis um, had every right to defend their home against these, you know, so-called peaceful protesters who trespassed onto their private street and damaged their property. And she was just kind of going off on me about how, you know, well, I'll wait for the HOA surveillance and all this. And I'm like, it's, it has nothing to do with HOA. It's, it's, it, the fact is, is that all the property that's inside that fence of theirs, as well as the fence, is theirs, including the street. You know, I mean, so they had every right to brandish these weapons and, you know, uh, you know, and especially after everything that was going on in St. Louis at the time. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, they, they certainly, I'm sure they felt fear for their lives. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, their reports and then even if you listen to the audio from, you know, the videos of these wonderful altruistic peaceful protesters, they're making some pretty fantastic threats. They're, you know, throwing out language. They're being incredibly threatening and they're walking on their lawn. I mean, obviously, it's a nice lawn, too. They probably don't mow it. I'm sure they have staff for that. But still, (laughs) they weren't they weren't there to join in their barbecue. 
Right, exactly. They were you know. they were there to be assholes. Yep. And you know, in the immortal words of another great man I know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, exactly. You know, and those people <laughs> were really damn close to some stupid ass prizes. Yeah. And it's 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 unfortunate because you know, they have they have the right to protest and those people also have a right to respond. You know, I think that's what we miss the most in a lot of first amendment or I have the freedom to do this or I have the freedom to that is the code, the total and complete acceptance that so does the other side of you. Yeah. You know, well, you, know, I, you can peace, peacefully protest. That doesn't mean you need to barge in on somebody's property. Well, that's very true. I'm not sure if I, I've told you this before. Like, we have a, we have a guy here who was a radio show host and he, uh, he was in, I think he's in, he was in Congress for a little bit and he's running for Senate now. His name is Jason Lewis. He's a pretty, he's a pretty right wing guy, but he's a harsh libertarian. And I sort of know Jason Lewis. We had the same hairstylist for a little while. I don't want to brag, but, uh, <laughs> But he, I used to call his show all the time in the evening when it was uh, when it was here in FM, and he would put me in check a lot of times when I would start ranting. And he he opened my eyes about libertarianism and not even centralism, but just, just pure libertarianism. Mm. He once asked me what the definition of freedom was, and so I gave him you know mine, well, you know, whatever it was that I said, and he said, "Well, you're wrong." You have as much freedom as the next person, but your freedom starts and stops where mine begins and mine starts and stops where yours begin. You have no right to infringe upon me and I have no right to infringe upon you. Mm -hmm. All of our rights run parallel to each other, but never cross. Right. And that's an eye opening thing. If you legitimately actually think about it, because it, it's the truth in every way, shape, and form. You can be hard right. You can be hard left. It really doesn't matter. But those rights start and stop where theirs begin. You can't infringe upon theirs, and they can't infringe upon yours. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to break down my gate and make threats to me on my property, I mean, I personally would shoot you from inside of my house. Yeah, expect That's the repercussions, just, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. you have to be willing to accept the repercussions of your actions. And we now live in a society where nobody accepts the repercussions of their actions. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's absolutely right. We, we, you know, and, you know, I mean, and I don't know, we'll get into this later, but, you know, I mean, I think this whole rioting crap is just that it's just crap, you know, but, uh, but anyway, so, so yesterday on the same day, I wasn't, I don't know, maybe an hour later, um, I, I, I can't recall how his name was brought up in this thread, but I had comment commented on someone else's post, something about uh, the Nevada governor, Steve Sisolak, mm -hmm. and something about what a lousy job he's doing. Um, and a person that I know, or, or rather I knew when I lived in Florida, uh, she was actually my uh, mm -hmm. uh, 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 home realtor, um, and she's a real tea party, hard right type. Anyway, she chimed into the conversation and she said, your governor is a communist and I hear he's related to Ma Nancy Pelosi. 
What? <laughs> what? And so I replied and I said, yeah, I'm really not impressed with this performance. I don't know if you know this or maybe you suspected it, but I did vote for Sisolak. And the reason I voted for him is because he comes from the Nevada Board of Education. And, you know, uh, my wife's my wife's yep. a teacher and, you know, teachers, they don't get paid shit and they're expected to pay for all their school supplies, their class supplies and all that stuff. And he had promised that he would give teachers raises and that, you know, he would, he would, he would give the schools a better budget so that, that they could provide, you know, the classroom supplies and all of that. Of course he promised this. And he said that the, the way he was going to do this was going to be by raising property taxes, which, you know, I don't like, you know, I mean, I'm renting and, but if he raises property taxes, it's going to affect my rent, you know, definitely, yep. you know, but I thought, you know, for the sake of the schools and for the sake of my wife's career, I'm thinking, yeah, he's the guy, he's better than the Republican that was running because he had no, you know, I mean, he, he had, he didn't have anything like that. And so, so I did vote for him, but anyway, so I replied and I said, I said, yeah, I'm not really impressed by his job performance, but what makes you think that he's a communist? You know, I mean, just because he's a Democrat doesn't make him a communist. I think that and, it does. I, I think yeah, yeah, well, there you thing. Go. And if you're a Republican, <laughs> then you're obviously drinking tea made out of Hitler's ashes. Right. And uh, yeah, it's very strange. And I also asked her, I, I, I said, why does it make any difference who he's related to? I mean, just because he's a Democrat, you know, doesn't make him a communist. And I know the issues that the right has with Pelosi. I, and I get mm -hmm. that. I understand. But I don't think he's taking direction from her. And he's, you know, not in any way influencing her decisions. Um, you know, it's not as though she appointed him governor. He was elected by the citizens of Nevada, you yeah. know, and I and I don't even know if he even is related to her. I, I tried to look it up. And I mean, from both sides of the political spectrum, I couldn't find anything uh, about that. Now, you know, I mean, she was, uh, she, she, you know, I mean, she, I don't know. Well, I, what so, that so, happened is they probably had to hide the DNA records because they were found on one of Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs. <laughs> and they were both there going out to the pedophile island with Bill Clinton to do whatever the hell that they were doing. And now it's all got to be shredded to save the Illuminati from all going down. I, I mean, <laughs> the, sh the shit that people believe. Now, I, I've, I haven't been in Nevada in five years. I don't know who your governor is. I know I love to troll my governor. I do. I love it. It's part of my daily routine. I hope to God that it's wound me up on a list. <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't I don't know anything about Steve Sisolak. I honestly thought he was a Republican. I thought that's how they voted out there. But uh, yeah, no, he's I, not I really hard. Vote. He's not really hard left. He's he's more center center. But uh, even still, I mean, regardless, I, I, I honestly don't think that he is related to Pelosi. I mean, honestly, I couldn't find anything about it on the Web. And, you know, maybe I'm just uh, I w wasn't able to find anything. And maybe he is. But I still don't see how that reflects his job performance, really. I mean, he's doing a crappy job. Honestly, I have I'm, to agree with you. I don't like. Nancy Pelosi, and I get why people don't like her. You know, part of the reason I don't like her is she's been in office so long. It's I, I don't like people that have been in office forever. Well, shit, but, if that's the case, we need to get rid of half yeah, of Congress. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the over on half. But, uh, 
But no, it's I, that's that's part of the reason I can't stand her. These people get so entrenched. But I don't care who you're related to. I mean, all those people are generally going to be related, or they know each other somehow. It's a small world. They all sure, sure, especially kinda, in the political world. Yeah, yeah. in the political world, they all kind of know each other. They're sort of kind of related to each other. And in as much as I do love a solid conspiracy, I don't care who you're related to. I really, honest to God, don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, but people with the stuff that they put up like that and just uh, it, it hurts my head, man. It really, you does. know, it really does. I mean, it's just like, where do you get this shit? <laughs> you know. But I mean, I think that that brings me to my point. And my point is this. People need to stop spoon feeding from the mainstream news. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've been harping about that for a while, but. And they have to stop parroting everything they see on social media without doing a little research into the topics. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're never going to get anywhere at this rate. You know, I mean, the, the, just because your friend Bubba said this or he posted some meme doesn't mean it's true. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. And one of the favorite one I saw today or uh, that I saw earlier today was that uh, apparently um, – the FBI was hiding 256 pages of text messages between Adam Schiff and Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, and, I didn't and so see I that. just wrote, so I wrote, where's your source? Yeah. And I just wrote, well, that's what this says. And I thought, well, Jesus Christ. First of all, I'm not really truly familiar with Adam Schiff. I don't really know who he is. I thought he was a baseball team owner. I'll be honest with you. But when you just put shit like that up there, you know, 30 people might see it, but one person is going to believe it and one person is going to go and one person is going to go. And it's not about what the truth is. It's about what people believe that the truth is. And, you know, when it comes to things like that, people want to believe it so much that it's just it's it's easy and it's a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that uh, article that I sent you today? Uh, that uh, that uh, listeners uh, apparently in Florida, at uh, some I don't know what store it was like a Walmart. at the Walmart I believe at the Walmart. of course it would be Walmart you know but uh, anyways I uh, evidently this this guy got into an alternation altercation with another guy because the other guy told him that he needs to put a mask on and he kind of flipped out. They gave each other the finger, I guess, and uh, the one guy who wasn't wearing a mask pulled out a gun on the other guy. Well, what do you think about that? I think that, you know, like I said we were, we were talking about this a little bit. Um, from what I understand, the guy who pulled the gun went in without a face mask while he was wheeling in an elderly gentleman who was wearing a bandana over his face. Mm -hmm. The altercation happened in the aisle where they sell face masks, where the guy was going to potentially buy a face mask or a proper covering for the person in the wheelchair. And then the three people said something to him. And apparently in the article I read, the uh, surveillance video shows that they had an altercation. There was a little bit of shoving. Then there was some flipping off. And then the white guy who was outnumbered pulled out his gun. Mm. And what I think to be honest, is I want to see someone handle their gun cool. I want to see images of somebody looking cool with their gun because gun people, that's what we believe that we all look like. I don't know what was said, and I, I'm incredibly thankful that no cell video has come out from this. I, I really am. But 
I believe that in the next maybe two or three days, this will get a lot more traction because that's how these go. And especially you've got your racial issue because you've got a white guy pulling a gun on black people. And I'm you, pretty sure that guy know. was black. I, I, I'm not sure if he was black or not. He, he he looked black. He had dark skin in any case. The guy, the guy with a gun? No, the other guy. Yeah, the, the, the three that I saw around him. They look like they were probably black. I don't want to assume anybody's. Uh, I don't want to assume anybody's race, but uh, they look like it. And that guy looked, you know, like a cracker with a gun. And yeah, he, he pulled it out. And I guess he was. I, I read in the article. I read he was cooperating with authorities, but no charges had been brought. Okay. So so I don't I don't know. I know that I like to think what I like to think is that this guy legitimately felt threatened. I know that nobody got shot and you know, people need to calm the fuck down about the face masks. Well, you know that Florida has that stand your ground law, you know? Yeah, they do. And I think, and I'll be completely honest. I think the stand your ground law in Florida is excessive. It is. I, I, I totally agree with you. You know, I know that there was a charge a couple of years ago. It was right, right around the same time as Trayvon Martin I uh, would have been same year. As a matter of fact, there was a white guy. It was a, he was a older white guy in his fifties who was driving around in his car and some people pulled up next to him and they were playing their music incredibly loud. Ah, uh, right. This is the gas station. Yeah. Right. Yep. I yeah. I don't, I don't know that. if it happened at a gas station or not, but I remember they were playing their music too loud. There was a thing. Words were exchanged, and then this guy just pulled out his gun and shot these people for playing their music too loud, and he tried to claim stand your ground. And thankfully, he was convicted because he didn't stand his ground on anything. Right. He, there was he, no he certainly wasn't threatened no. or anything you know, like that. that. Was, that was some dumbass being a dumbass, and, you know, there you go. Yeah. But, you know, I will, I will fully admit I don't care for Walmart's new policy on face masks. I think it's absurd. I think it's 100% ridiculous. But, again— I shop at Walmart. I can go to other places, and if I choose to go there, I'll put on a face mask. Now I don't right. know if you saw the, uh, I don't know if you saw my attire from yesterday when I went into the Walmart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I did that, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little upset that I'm not a meme quite yet. Because, Folks, uh, he he took a picture of himself, <laughs> and he's got this like a uh, uh, Confederate hat on. It is not a Confederate hat. It's not. It is a hat that I built in Gettysburg uh, nine years ago. It is a black felt. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me. That is not the COVID. That was just a cough. <laughs> it is a black felt hat that I built in Gettysburg. It has a Buell as a Union infantry symbol, and it has the number one in the middle of it. I built it in honor of the 1st Minnesota Infantry and their service and slaughter at Gettysburg. It is a union represented hat. It is not a Confederate hat. Well, in any case, so he's got this hat on. He's got this big bandana across his face and he's toting guns on either side of him. I mean, of my God, you know, I mean, can you imagine a, a pre-COVID-19 shutdown and all this mask wearing thing? Had you walked into a Walmart dressed like that, you know, I mean, first you, of all, they, it's a felony police would have been called. Yeah, it's, it's a, a felony. It's a felony. It's 100% right. a felony. Because, first of all, I'm out to be a dick. I'm wearing a face mask and walking into a store with guns. And uh, I'll be honest, I, I I did it to be stupid. I really did. I swear to God, I did it as a, as a, as a silent protest to be stupid. I sat in my car for about 
20 whole seconds before I got out of it and just thought, oh, my God, am I really going to do this? This is so stupid. <laughs> yeah. But then I got on my How many weird looks did you get? A whole bunch. Yeah, I'll bet. But uh, my favorite look, and, and, and I really did. I went there to get some pita chips for my wife. And I was standing in the chip aisle because she told me she wanted a specific one. And uh, I thought it was a different one. So I grabbed these chips. And I sent her a text. And it was a few minutes before she got back to me. And I'm like pacing in the aisle. And I don't know if you've ever worn a gun. But you you draw a lot of attention to yourself. And you're in, and also, if you're not a sociopath, you're very aware that you're wearing guns. And they get really hot. You know? Because yeah. you're there. And So I got these three guns on me. And my face covered up. And, and these like four these four young girls walked by the aisle and like one of them, one of them caught me out of her peripheral vision. And here I am, like I'm holding a bag of pita chips and I'm pacing in the damn aisle because I'm waiting for my wife to get back to me. And I'm getting, I'm like, Oh my God, I gotta get out of this store. This is so dumb. What am I thinking? And I'm pacing back and forth in the aisle, like somebody who's just a lunatic. (laughs) So, So they walked, they walked by me and I saw one of them caught me out of the corner of their eye. And so they went and she kind of gives me like a half a head shake and she walks by and like they stopped it. Then she walked backwards, same thing, peripheral and like looked at me for like a good hard second and pulled out her phone and she kind of held it at her waist with an angle. <laughs> then she was like trying to make it look like she wasn't taking a picture. <laughs> and, and I got a, I got a good kick out of that one. That She's was, probably thinking, I'm going to be on the news. Yeah. Why, and she was like, and I was just like, why? And so, uh, so then I, and then I did have somebody say, why are you doing that? And I just said, just flatly, I just said, it ensures that people stay at least six feet away from me. <laughs> but I will be honest. This is the truth. I, uh, I gave, I, I told my son before I, before I went there, I said, you know, there's about a 20% chance I'm going to walk out and there's going to be a bunch of cops. <laughs> and so, uh, so when I walked out, I, like I, I only, I grabbed a bag, I grabbed a bag of pita chips and some hummus. I did not need any because I do have a hoarded fine supply of toilet paper, but I grabbed a thing of toilet paper too intentionally so that I walked out with something in each one of my hands. Oh, Okay. Just in case I got shot randomly walking out of the Walmart, that there would be video that the only thing in my hands were a bag of chips and toilet paper so that my family could get rich from the lawsuit. Just in case. Part of me was mildly, you know, disappointed that there were no cops outside. But uh, the other part of me was, oh, my God, thank you so much. Because <laughs> I, I got stuff to do later. You uh, asked me if I had ever worn a gun out in public, and no, I haven't because, you know, I'm not really a gun guy, but I am a a blade guy, you know, Mm -hmm. and I remember one time I was uh, going to the Renaissance Festival, and I was in Scottish garb because, you know, I'm a Scot, and uh, so I was in Scottish garb with kilt and all that, and I had a claymore. Nice. Uh, 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 on my, on my back and as well as a dagger in my belt. And I went into uh, McDonald's or something like that. Nice. <laughs> and nice. I got a lot of looks. I got a lot, lot of looks and yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it was because I was dressed that way. Probably not because I mean, it was local to the Renaissance festival mm-hmm. and everybody knew what was going on, but I'm sure it was because I had this monstrous sword oh, yeah. Yeah. attached to my back. And then I had this great big dagger <laughs> you know, so you can yeah. you can never look normal carrying a sword. 
<laughs> and uh, you just you just can't. You know, my Renaissance. It's like where's outfit, the dragon? <laughs> yeah, my Renaissance outfit. I have a rapier for my Renaissance outfit, and uh, I've got a pretty sweet hat with a plume. I really like that one. So. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, about all this rioting and everything that's going on. And I wonder if rioting is actually a patriotic thing to do. Now, I don't mean the shit that's going on right now, you know, the the looting and burning down buildings. I don't think mm -hmm. business owners or homeowners deserve that sort of nonsense. But this country wasn't established by peaceful protesters. It no, was founded it was on standing up to tyrannical oppression. And I think we need to realize that the more we shoot each other down, both sides shoot each other down for one cause or another, whether it be racism or gun rights or, you know, what have you, I think we're playing right into the hands of the controlling authorities. I mean, if we don't get our shit together, the government will get exactly the, what they've wanted all along. And I, I think that that's a police state. And I'm not even pointing fingers at just the Trump administration either. Uh, you know, I mean, this slow progression of totalitarian control has been going on since, God, at least the Reagan era. And it's just been getting worse with every single administration since. And and, and now I just think it's coming to a head. And I, I can't, I mean, I can't imagine it getting worse. But how can we stop this? from getting worse you know i, think, I mean i i think that we're dealing I, I used to have a friend who was the initial person that told me how you boil a frog and i think everybody's seen you know memes about that you know you can't you don't throw a frog into boiling water what you do with a frog is you put a frog in water and it'll sit on the bottom and you just slowly turn up the heat and the frog right. won't move until it's fully cooked you know and not that i've done that because that sounds like straight serial killer stuff but <laughs> But the principle itself makes sense. You know, you there was there was a thing, and I God, I wanna say I wanna say it was originally put out by Paul Harvey. I would I would really hate to get my reference there wrong. Because I first I first heard it in the eighties. I when I was I was really young. I was in I was in my teens. And I believe that Paul Harvey used the reference of of communism. And you know, communism can never take over, ever, because, first of all, we're the third most populated nation on the earth. We're the most well-armed citizenry in human history. You know, you can't, you can't just take over the people of the United States simply because we have too many guns. But what you can do is you can slowly move stuff. You know, and, and now look at this, look at this in our lifetimes since, since 2001, I think 2001 was really, was really the beginning of where this slope started with, with, with 9-11 and we're not going to go into 9-11 conspiracies here because we're just not going to, but if you look at the Patriot Act and the Patriot Act started and look at even the name of the Patriot Act for God's sake, how you, how can you fight something called the Patriot Act? Yeah. And Initially, I thought, you know, and this was what, 2002-ish, maybe when the Patriot Act came out, and you think about that, and you're like, absolutely, we need to stop this. And, and, then I start, and then I think I read a copy of it, and the Patriot Act gave the government the right to go into libraries to seize information on what people were reading. Uh -huh. And it never specified if you, were a foreign, if you were a foreign national what. It gave them the right to spy on the United States. 
Mm-hmm. And people didn't pay attention to that because we gave that up for the feeling of security. And you can't fight against that because if you do, obviously you're just part of Al Qaeda. And and then you look at, you know, further along with that, and you look at Snowden. People want to call Snowden a traitor. I, I remember I first thought, well, Snowden a traitor? Hold on, wait, 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 wait. I knew that the NSA was was spying on people five, ten full years before Snowden brought that up. Sure, it was a commonly when, held theory. It was, yeah. it was con- not only a commonly held theory, there were documents that proved it. And in the, in the information that Snowden released was public information. It was simply how he got it out. Right. And so since 2001, we've had seatbelt laws. Before that, yeah, you could get a ticket for a seatbelt. But in Minnesota now, they could pull you over. And this happened to me. It happened to me. They pulled me over at 2 o'clock in the morning and told me they, I, I wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And I said, you're going to tell me that you saw me from across the road in the dark not wearing a seatbelt. That's really what you're going to tell me. We're going to go to court. That's what you're going to tell them with a timestamp on this ticket. And were you? So I, I was wearing a seatbelt. They were just okay. trying to do a drunk stop. Okay. But – the thing was that now they have the right to stop you and check you for that. And, but, and, but then people go, well, it's just a seatbelt. Put on a seatbelt. We don't care. Now, I'm not a smoker. I know that. You're, are you still a smoker? No. Okay. So smoking laws. I've never been a smoker. But if there's one thing I can't stand, it's a smokeless bar. <laughs> Bars are not for your health. They're not. Bars are where you go for vice. But now yeah. you got an issue where 50% of people smoke and 50% of people don't smoke roughly. So now you make it illegal to smoke and people just go, well, I kind of wanted to quit smoking anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. but you're making something illegal that's legal. But yeah. it's something so minor that people will go, eh, it's just a thing. So I really don't care. And you get all of these little tiny things over the last 20 years. And so, yeah, you're at a head. Because I think I think people finally realize it now. And now you have states like Georgia that have put out an ordinance making it illegal for any for any municipality to require face masks. Yeah, I saw that today. Yeah. And and you think, what the hell kind of stupid ass country are we living in where this is even a notion? You know, I, I, I constantly wonder about that because, you know, the rest of the world, they didn't get up in arms over this whole face mask thing. Well, you know, the rest of the world, they paid their citizens to stay the hell home. Mm-hmm. And so they did and they complied with it. You know, I, I think I mentioned to you before, you know, during this whole COVID-19 thing, I was, I, I work in what's considered an essential service. And so mm-hmm. I drive for Uber Eats and out here in Vegas, it's like, the shutdown never happened. People are out in droves, you know, and it's like, all right, no matter your stance on this shit, you know, why are you out? You, you, you get to go home, <laughs> you know, you can mm-hmm. stay home. I mean, and, and I know a lot of people are, um, taking side gigs right now and doing that kind of thing in order to make ends meet. Cause you know, 1200 bucks is 1200 bucks, but it certainly yep. doesn't last very long. And especially here in Las Vegas where yeah, everything is star. way overpriced, you know? And I, so I get it, but on the other hand, I mean, small wonder we're seeing these spikes in uh, uh, these testings. Now, whether or not you believe these test numbers are true or not, that's beside the point entirely. The, the fact is they are getting spikes in, in, in uh, coronavirus, not necessarily yep. COVID-19 um, and deaths. 
But um, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't understand this. I, I, I don't get it, you know? And I think it's because I'm getting old. It's possible. <laughs> you know? No, 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 no that's possible. I you swear, know, you know, you, you you see these people calling everybody boomers and all that, and I'm not a boomer, I'm Gen X, you know, but, you know, I am 55 years old, and the older I get, the more my eyes are open, and the more my ears are open, and, you know, people always say that they're woke. I think I'm woke, because I can see both sides of the situation, and but I just don't understand it, either side. I'd like to think that I have been awoken to this for about 11 years. This is about where I'm at. And and there are times where you feel like a lunatic. Now, I I was also reading an article today on Sweden, which when you and I first started talking on Facebook, you were definitely one of the liberals that I'm sure was referencing Sweden and their socialist policies. Oh, probably. Yeah. And, you know, you look at what Sweden did with coronavirus they gave out information and said, um, if you want to do this, do this. And if you don't, you don't. They had a spike right away. They still had a minimal amount of deaths. I was just looking at the stat today. They had something like 5,000 deaths in a population of 11 million. But now they've had one death this month. You know, they didn't shut anything down. They're the only economy in the, in the, in the world to actually have growth for this quarter. And nobody references Sweden anymore because they didn't you know shut down the world and so now what we've done in the united states i I believe is wrong for all these shutdowns but i think that the hardest part about these shutdowns is how do you recover from them because to recover from them requires a politician to say that they were wrong yeah that's not going to happen when in the hell yeah and when in the hell is that ever going to happen because this is it's a win-win and a lose-lose situation when it really comes right down to it because when you look at the when you look at the statistics of the numbers that there are over the last four months they did not remotely approach any of the figures that were given not a single one but it's still being treated like a world-ending virus and it's Mm. about one percent of the population that's been affected and about one percent of that that's actually died you know, we've had 150,000 deaths in a population of 370 million. You know, that's not a lot. No. More people have died from that in the last four but months. But see, that's not what the mainstream. Things. That's not what the mainstream media that's is exactly concentrating it. on. They're, they're they're not concentrating on the fact that you know this one percent uh, has has died. They're concentrating on the the sheer numbers that we're getting. You know yeah. that I, I don't know how many millions of people have contracted the coronavirus here in America. You know, and that's what they're concentrating on. You know, um, I saw I saw uh, uh, something the other day that the um, uh, the what what was it the Georgia Tribune or something like that. I don't remember what it was some southern states uh, a newspaper and it said that the their obituary was 43 pages on uh, long mm-hmm. let that sink in and I'm thinking really I, I don't know if that's true or not I, I try again I tried to look it up on the web and I couldn't find any facts re, re, relating to that. I think that you that know, would have been worldwide news if you had an obit that was 43 pages 43, long. I don't, yeah. I don't care where the hell you are. Yeah. But so yeah, again, it gets comes back to being spoon fed by the news media, and it's also uh, believing any meme you come across. You know, yeah. it's just 
we're succumbing to fear by number. I was trying to explain fear by number to people when this first came out and it didn't work not remotely because to understand fear by numbers, you need to be a pragmatic person mm. and not that many people are willingly pragmatic. You know, you're, you're pragmatic by experience, but here we're so reactionary. It's difficult to stop and go, Hey, wait a minute. It's like, we can look at the number and go, okay, there are 5 million people or whatever the number is infected by this disease. Well, yeah, that's 5 million people. There's still a population of 370 million people. Mm-hmm. you know and yeah five million is a huge number so you focus on this huge number and yet you forget that well four million people have recovered and yeah, yeah. you know whatever you, because everybody wants to believe it you want to believe it you want to believe it now i've also seen three stories this last week about thing people dying of bubonic plague that's a real fucking thing mm-hmm. that wiped out 30 mm-hmm. percent of shit yeah, and I, I, ju- I just recently saw something about they had found a uh, squirrel here yeah, up in the a, up in the north of plague, North America. A plague yeah. squirrel in Colorado? Are you fucking kidding me? How the in hell the, did it get here? Oh my! Well, here's my thought. Okay, I think I, I think I laid this out very clearly. The plague squirrel was dropped in the middle of the United States by China. So that it could work out directly in the center and go north and south and east and west and infect from the center and rot out the core of the United States via the plague because it was created in a lab. Thank you very much. You may all bow to that one. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first. China and the bubonic plague squirrel in Colorado. You know, another way I know that I'm getting old, it's not just because of the political and, and social wokeness that i have i'm getting old and i don't know how this began but i'm starting to collect garden gnomes for my backyard why i don't know i don't know it's just something that overcame me one day i was i was at i was somewhere and i saw a gnome and i was like oh you know i want that gnome in the backyard first of all (laughs) first of all a gnome a gnome is a form of slavery all right (laughs) You can't own a gnome. You can't own a gnome because it's you taking control of a little thing that has a soul. They walk around at night, all right? Secondly, (laughs) you're populating things that are just white. Do you have any gnomes of other color? No. No, You probably don't because they're only white. So you are putting only white things in your yard representing your whiteness to show other people. So therefore, you are perpetuating racism with gnomes. Oh, Brian. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love that. I really do. It's so fun. Anyway, let's get out of here, man. All right. All right. Folks, thanks a lot for listening. And don't forget that we are here every Thursday evening. And uh, so, yeah, until next time, thanks a lot for listening. Thank you. Thank you.